Hello, hello. You are listening to Moving Into Light. I am Lisa Renee, and I'm so grateful to have you join me on this journey. Before we even start talking today, I'm going to invite you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Pay close attention to that inhale and that exhale. Sometimes it's nice to just stop what we're doing and take a nice deep breath and really pay attention to the inhale and the exhale. I was listening to a podcast recently, the Marie Manucherry Show. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she works as a medical intuitive. She's based in Seattle, and she was interviewing Dave Carbonell, and he has a book, a new one called Outsmart Your Anxious Brain. I have not read it, haven't done any research on it, but as I was listening to the podcast um, that was filmed last week on the 27th of February, I was listening to the podcast and he said, have you ever been in a state of fear, so anxious, and you're aware in your mental brain that you are anxious, and you try to take a deep breath to calm yourself? Our instinct so often is to take a nice deep breath and calm ourselves. He said that is one of the worst things you can do when you are a state, in a state of anxiety because you're already breathing so shallow. You're breathing in the upper part of your chest instead of doing diaphragmatic breathing or really using your diaphragm to, to belly breathe, you know, to breathe deeply. And he said the best thing you can do when you are in an anxious state is to exhale entirely and then take your deep breath. And I thought that makes absolutely no sense to me. But I had to stop myself and think, wait, let me try it. Think about being anxious. Think about being in a state of fear. And what do we do? We all tend to take a deep breath in. But we can't get a deep breath because we're breathing so shallow that we feel like we can't breathe. Interestingly enough, I listened to that podcast early this morning. And then I got in my car and I headed to the dentist's office. If you've listened to some of my podcasts, you know I've had major, major teeth issues lately. This was just to get my teeth cleaned. No pain involved. I have a great dentist. I have great um, dental hygienists. They are very conscious of my intolerance for these kinds of things. And she does a wonderful job. So I had no legitimate fear. But as soon as I laid down, I could feel my body getting tense. I could feel the anxiety creeping in. She started to work and I could feel myself breathing. You guessed it, really shallow. And so I tried it out. Exhale all of your breath out and then take that nice slow relaxing breath in and it worked and at that point the dental hygienist looked at me and said are you okay I said oh yeah I'm good and you're fine and I'm fine and it's all good she said okay just checking in let me know if I hurt you and she never hurts me she's totally good at what she does um I'm just a very nervous person in the dentist chair but anyway um I share that with you because we are living, so many of us right now on the planet, in a state of fear. We aren't taking that deep exhale and letting it all go so we can take that deep cleansing breath in to calm ourselves. Um, I don't even want to talk about washing our hands and viruses and the death toll. and I just want to skip it all together because nobody needs any more of that in their life this week. 
So I wanted to offer you something that I felt would be uplifting, that might pique your interest, that might make you think differently, reconfigure, um, just kind of be a light in the darkness because there's a lot of dark out there right now and I'm tired of hearing about the dark and I'm sure that you are too. So I want to share a book with you as I often do because I find great comfort in the written word. There are so many books on my shelves right now that I turn to for different purposes. And the, the one I'm going to share with you today is called The Wisdom of Sundays, Life-Changing Insights from Super Soul Conversations. And it was compiled by Oprah Winfrey. And if you have never paid attention to the Super Soul Conversations, Super Soul Sundays, every Sunday morning, if you follow that on Facebook, there's a live conversation Oprah has with somebody. A lot of times they're in her, on her California ranch out in the garden or they're in Hawaii. Um, they're peaceful settings and they are tremendously insightful interviews. They last about 45 minutes and you get to watch her interview and speak her truth and you get to watch the people she's speaking to do just the same and there is so much knowledge so much information to be gained by paying attention to super soul sundays so i wanted to share um some of the wisdom and i believe it definitely life-changing insights um so much knowledge and wisdom can come from listening instead of talking. So I wanted to talk or share with you, um, the very beginning of the book is about awakening. And this excerpt came from um, an interview that Oprah did with Elizabeth Gilbert. And I'm sure you know who that is if you don't look her up. But this is the part I wanted to share. Sartre said, exits are everywhere. And if you can imagine Elizabeth Gilbert's voice voice saying this, all the better. But I feel like entrances are everywhere. And I think that the world would be an even more cruel place than it already is if the only people who are allowed to go on spiritual journeys were people who could afford a plane ticket to India, you know? Because we all know that people find access to God through those thin places in the universe and the thin places in their lives where they come very close to the divine in all sorts of situations. You know, in prison, in their house, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a bad marriage, in the middle of a traffic jam, it's always there. There's an entrance that you can slide through. But I really do feel like the one non-negotiable thing that you need is to be able to find a tiny little corner of your life or of your day of stillness where you can begin to ask yourself those burning essential questions of your life. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? And what am I here for? And for that, you need to find a sacred moment of silence to begin to look for that journey. And that's available to everybody. How true is that, folks? <laughs> First of all, exits are everywhere. There's always a way out. Every situation, I agree with Satra on this one, there is always a way out. 
you can always extricate yourself. But for Elizabeth Gilbert to say she feels like entrances are everywhere, I believe in that. There is always a new start, a new door to open, a new beginning. And it's true, you don't have to have the finances to hop a plane to India or, you know, to go sit and, and, and meditate in the temples of Bali. It can be in those moments of stillness in our everyday life when we are listening and we are answering the questions of, who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? And what am I here for? So I invite you to, in those moments of chaos or upheaval, to take a moment and just stop and say, why am I here? What am I doing in this exact situation and what can I do to change it or to move myself forward? Where am I going? So I invite you to follow those words by Elizabeth Gilbert and just find the stillness because that's how, you know, we can wake ourselves up and we can answer those questions of who am I and where am I going? So with all of that said, I would love for you to set an intention to awaken and to find the stillness, even in the moments of chaos, and to ask yourself, what am I doing here? If you don't like your answer, you have the option to find an exit. Or in my mind, and the exit feels like leaving or closing a door, you can find a new entrance which feels like the positive spin for me. But it really is all about setting our intention. Setting our intention to answer those questions about ourselves, even in the hard moments. Speaking of intention, I want to share with you an excerpt by Sue Monk Kidd. She's one of my favorite writers, has been over the years for a lot of different reasons, but this was from one of her interviews with Oprah. I marched into the kitchen where my husband was getting our two toddlers to eat their cereal and made my big enunciation, I'm going to be a writer. And I was getting in touch with that creative desire inside of me. I was going to write because that had been an innate desire in me as a child. You know, you find this little light in yourself and then of course you lose it and you have to refind it. I mean... That's part of finding our place of belonging. My husband said, oh, honey, that's great. And he continued to get the children to eat their cereal. And that was it. I didn't know anything about writing. I kept a journal from time to time. That was something that I had done even as a child. When I was a little girl, I used to write little stories in newspapers and all kinds of things. But until I was 30, I really had not pursued it. I had walked away from it. But when we make that kind of statement, it's an enunciation to ourselves, to the powers that be, to the divine. This is my intention. So I think it helps to say our intentions out loud. And then the moment I said it, of course, I thought, what do I know about this? It is a great absurdity. But everybody needs a great absurdity, at least one of them. So if the first part of this talk today is about Elizabeth Gilbert saying, find the entrances everywhere, the second part of this is about Sue Monk Kidd saying, 
everybody needs a great absurdity. And the sooner you announce it and you put it out there and you really proclaim it to the powers that be and to the divine, you are setting that intention. It doesn't mean you might lose the intention and have to come back to it 10 more times in your lifetime. But what you are doing is you are making it real. And I love the idea of intention setting. I love it. Because when we set an intention, we are making ourselves accountable. So find the stillness and find a new entrance or an exit, depending on how you're looking at that. And then I invite you to make an announcement of your intention. I don't care what your intention is. It doesn't matter. But make an announcement. Set an intention. The other part of this that I want to share was written directly by Oprah. And she is talking about the art of mindfulness. I did a podcast a few weeks back about mindfulness. I will link that podcast in the show notes, as well as linking the book, The Wisdom of Sundays, because I know that after I'm finished today, some of you are going to want to look at it. If you live in Charleston, I know the downtown library has got it in stock. Um, it's a beautiful book. And Oprah has made it a point throughout her life to speak her truth. And you can watch her evolution of doing just that over the years. And for that reason, along with many, many others, I, I just adore her. So this is what Oprah writes on the topic of mindfulness. And I invite you to maybe take a nice deep breath. Relax into your body as you give this part a listen. Because it feels like poetry, what she has written here. There are so many simple pleasures that allow me to delight in the present moment. A long walk in solitude or a spirited hike with friends brings a renewed sense of gratitude and connection. I consider a, reading a book a sacred indulgence. I also happen to love a cup of piping hot masala tea. The daily ritual of being at the sink, boiling the water, steaming the milk, and then steeping the tea helps bring me to a place of stillness. Whether it's watching a sunset or really feeling the stream of water hit your face in the shower, everyone needs to take time to find a way to quiet themselves. Allowing these moments of awareness and recognizing that it is a magnificent thing just to be alive, regardless of what might be pressing on me, has brought a level of calm that words can't adequately explain. Many of the spiritual teachers who have talked with me on Super Soul Sunday describe the highest state of mindfulness as a constant state of prayer. This means acknowledging only what you are experiencing in that moment. The true power of staying in the now means that you resist projecting what might happen in the future or lamenting past mistakes. There will always be times of stress or sadness, but when you feel the earth moving, that's the time to bring yourself back to center. Whatever shakeup or disturbance that might come, you'll handle that when it actually happens. 
But in this moment, you're still breathing. In this moment, you've survived. In this moment, you're finding a way to step onto higher ground. Today and every day, I continue to do the work of consciousness work, focusing on prayer and just being still. I awaken and my first thought is thank you. And my next thought is I'm still here in this body. I feel the all with a capital A that is God so deeply that it lifts and carries me. Sometimes I actually feel weightless in the love that I call God because I sense it in all things. The entry point for living consciously is mindfulness. Let the words and examples on the following pages, she's talking about her book, be your guide to becoming more relaxed, responding to the inevitable swirl around you with compassion. Staying present is the reason. After talking to thousands of people over the years, I still have my aha moments. Meaningful things happen when you release the anxious thoughts and the negative chatter in your head and you tune in to what the person in front of you is saying. Slowing down, showing up, and listening to your child, spouse, parent, or friend shows them that they have been seen and heard by you. Not only are you providing val validation when they need it most, you are consciously creating your own spiritual practice. I offer that to you all because I truly believe that so many of us right now, this week, this month, this day, this minute, are so tuned in to the news, to CNN, to all that is going on in the world, that we forget to be present in this exact moment. We forget. And it isn't enough just to live each day and to get through each day. I believe we want to get through each day and live each day knowing why we are here. And being mindful of our life and being mindful of all that is laying out in front of us, that's, that's the life lesson, is the mindful part. And so I love Oprah's sharing in this when she talks about mindfulness and just the simple pleasures of being in the present moment. So the third thing I would invite you to do is to find a way to become present, mindful, and really experiencing mindfulness as that constant state of prayer. And this is the entry point for living consciously. Remember, Elizabeth Gilbert was talking about there's always a new entrance. This new entrance for you might be living mindfully and very consciously. I want to close today's podcast with one last quote by Oprah. This seems to be like a, an Oprah dedication podcast. But here's the question. Here's the quote. Why are you here? 
That's the ultimate question that you get to answer with every action, thought, and feeling. There is a calling on your life. What will your answer be? I don't know what your answer is because I don't know what your calling is, but I know that you have a calling. You have a purpose. You have a plan. You have a destiny on this planet for this month, for this week, for this day. And if you get so wrapped up in worrying about what's going on in the news or in China or in Italy or in your children's school or at your job or within your marriage, you forget to be present. So I invite you to be present. I invite you to think of Elizabeth Gilbert and find the new entrances in your life that are presenting every single day. There are always new opportunities for change, for growth, new experiences. Yes, Satra says there is always an exit, and there is. But in exiting, you are also entrancing. You are going forward into something new. I invite you to take a breath, a deep exhale, and then an inhale. And allow yourself to be present in the, in the present moment. And know that you are healthy and you are well and you are blessed and you are loved. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I am blessed. I am loved. My life is abundant. I am healthy. I am well. Speak kindly to yourself and allow those life-changing insights that are all around us all day long to seep in and find a way into your heart. Okay, I think that's where I'm going to end. I am going to link Oprah Winfrey's book, The Wisdom of Sundays, in the show notes. I'm also going to link the podcast with Marie Manucheri that I was talking about at the start of today's show. I would also like to tag on the very end, and you can do your own thinking on this. Um, We have an option every single day to be present or to be distracted. And when we choose presence and mindfulness, we are casting our vote for ourselves. We are loving ourselves fully. And I invite you to love yourself fully. On that, I'm going to close today's podcast. I'm sending you many blessings, much love, and much light. And I hope the words that I've spoken today can help you move into light and away from any darkness that you might be experiencing as you're listening. Have a beautiful afternoon, evening, morning. Just be present.